0: Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to Farmers Inside Track, episode 190. I'm your host, Dawn Umdu. In this edition, we share tips on how to grow beetroot in Mzanzi. Livestock farmer Katle Khile Mguni and founder of Devrol Scenery Farm, Devrol Lehodi, has some advice on how to process and farm with this crop. Food for Zanzi, commercial journalist, Dr. Pandil, over to you.
1: Thank you, Dawn. Kia, let's kick it off with the basics of understanding the agri-processing when it comes to beetroot.
0: The agroprocessing sector is very vast and it's all up to the processor or rather the producer what it is that they would like to do, especially on the creativity side. I mean, now we're talking about food. We speak about agroprocessing, but mostly to add value to your produce, which is great because as you are plant beetroot, you harvest it. And sometimes you do find the bunches that are not meeting the grade of the market, so therefore... You can use that to process other things. For example, you were using powders. There are powders using beetroot. But also not just that, but the second grade of agro processing meaning just adding value by packaging it, slicing, packaging it, or grating it so that it is easier for the customer to use.
1: I understand beetroot to be a rotational crop. Davril, you are a farmer. What has your experience been like to grow with this crop?
0: So, with beetroots, it's actually one of the vegetables that I farm for crop rotation. So, usually it's during the winter time, hardly ever in the summers because of my specialty and the vegetables that I do plant, which is spring onions, which is your corianders and your parsley, and also spinach and sweet peppers. Beetroots is something that eventually helps me with my soil
1: several I want to come back to you. Having optimal soil to grow beetroot is essential. How do you do it? Do you test your soil? It's very important
0: for um, the pH, but very important, especially for a very root-up like beetroot. Soil preparation is very important because really the roots really, really don't do both down. So in soil preparation, I think the most important factor that I always say that when you put in your even if your lawn is really, really good, but the preparation of this, this or the latest technology where you have granules, where you broadcast your fertilizer, the two three, two, four, six, twenty-two, which is very good for pre-planting beetroots. I can't it's a very needy crop, but then I could you do need a lot of soil coverage on the beetroots. and for it to actually to be above the preparation or the pre-planting. With the pH balance, as well as the land and the soil pH, which is very important because of the root and creating a bulb, it really needs a lot of soil coverage. And the prep, it's more like mm-hmm. your onions because of the root. It really does go really shallow and you really need a good harvest. But the pre-plant of the fertilizer, two four six twenty-two also plays a big role in a produce
1: like a good root.
0: So the pH, yes, it does, but not as much.
1: Deverell, what are your tips when it comes to climate change, especially with beetroot being grown in cooler seasons and in warmer areas?
0: I believe in a star 105 stock areas. So it never, ever had to disappoint me, whether I was planting it from the ground or I was creating my own seedlings. So it's germination with the climate change. I mean, it's been brutal, I must say, especially until harvest time. Because right now, we planted ground and we planted seedlings from our own. When I eventually saw the difference, because the one was in the seedling trays, the seedlings that I created with the star 1105, it was okay because I took care of it at the nursery. With the one I planted on the ground, with, the, with everything, preparations, everything was 100%. But now the issue came with the hot summer, and the balance was just not right. And now that I'm seeing the difference between the seedlings and the ones that I planted on the ground, it's just something else I don't even know how to explain because it's not a big challenge, seeing that maybe perhaps my harvest will not be as good as the ones on the on the seedling trays, obviously, that I created. So with the climate change and it being hotter, you can actually see from the leaves that they really are struggling because you are on open field, especially for the vegetables, be true. It is so difficult to see, even if I can put in uh, as much as fertilizer, but you don't want to be so... So you don't want to put so much because, obviously, the fertilizer will eat it up. And then, however, it's cooler in at my place, not for that. I could say it gets cooler at 7 o'clock. But once it gets to 10 o'clock, for some reason, it gets hot. And always when you try to mitigate pesticides and insecticide, for some reason, you always have to keep other ways to make your produce look really good. But I must say that the difference, I can see the hotness. It does make a very big difference when I harvest it in Maine when I'm going to harvest now. It's just the ones that I'm going to be harvesting now, it's going to be a disaster. I can actually tell because climate change really does affect us. There's no other way to make a difference. But I can actually say that once you get the, the irrigation right, especially for hot there's an open field. If you have irrigation that is sprinklers and you have drippers, say water drippers, but when it gets really, really hot, then you know you can cool your your, your beach shoot with but climate change has got it all. Star 1105 is the one that has never disappointed me, but because of climate change, I see a huge
1: difference. And finally, David o, let's jump on pests and diseases. During winter, it is easier to manage. But when it comes to the summer times, what are the tips you can share with us on disease control?
0: When you are planting in the, in the summers, you are going to get a lot of cutworms. So I've experienced grasshoppers in the summers, and I have experienced mites. How do you get all of this is because of a lot of rain and so the fungus somehow create other insects to come and bite on on your crop, especially the leaves. With that being said, managing it, I would say that after rain, a day or two, just leave it and do not put any insecticide or fungicide. On the third day, that's when you can put in your fungicide as well as your insecticide. Then always leave Every single week on the time that you have spread your insecticide is how you're going to control it until again you probably have a heavy rain or some climate change decided to bring more insects that you don't even know. But the most important one that sometimes can cause a problem is your cutworms. The cutworms somehow find their way to your your, your leaves and the mites eat your bulbs. It's also very important that how you prepare your land before you even transplant It's how you prepare your land for your your beetroot. It's also very important that you put in the specific granular fertilizer called 24622 in order for mice or whatever. Some people do find rodents in their garden for some reason and you eat the beetroot and shem, no harvest. But now, every week, put in your insecticide just for controlling of it. Not necessarily going to remove everything, but just to control it and everything else. Thanks, Octave, and it's so great having you with us. Kia Nguni and founder of Devrol Scenery Farm, Devrol Le Chodi. For more advice on this topic, do visit www.foodformzansi.co.za. And that brings us to the end of this edition. From me, Donumdu, Octavius Pandil, our producer, Megan Van Devent, and the rest of the Foodform Zanzi team, have a great week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for minutes and tell me I'm wrong.